0: hey everyone welcome back to movie morning and james gunn has officially announced his dcu slate for the first chapter of the new universe or at least the first part of the first chapter which is titled gods and monsters now when it comes to the projects announced i already gave my full breakdown of everything that was revealed everything that was said about the projects, everything you might want to know about the upcoming movies and shows in a separate episode to make sure to go check that out it came out just about two days ago and in this one, I'll be breaking down these in a different way, but more in terms of my opinion and giving you all 10 of these projects that announced for the mainline DC Universe. I'm not including the Batman Part 2 from my least to most anticipated. And I'm very excited to do this. I've been looking forward to doing this. I've had my list out for at least written for a couple of days now and I've been very excited to get into this list. Make sure to share with me what your most anticipated the upcoming DCU movie is by letting me know by sending me a voice message over on Anchor or responding to the poll in the description. With that said, let's not waste any more time and get right into it. And as always, remember, this is just my personal opinion. And this is obviously going to be a ranking of all 10 of the projects. And getting right into it, coming into my number 10 is Creature Commandos. Now, I think there's a lot in here to be interested about. Now, it hasn't been confirmed to be a seven episode animated series. It's already in production, it's already been written. It's written by Gunn himself, which is already great. And it's a modern take on the team of monsters that were assembled to fight Nazis, which includes Werewolf, Gorgon, and Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Monster. And in this show itself, we're going to be having Weasel, who obviously appeared in the Suicide Squad, and Rick Flagg Sr., who is either the father or the grandfather of Rick Flagg, I've heard. Different, I've heard, con- contradicting information in that regard. But when it comes to Creature Commandos, I think the reason it does come in, in last place for me is unfortunately that because since it is an animated series, I don't feel like there is as much of a stake in here. I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure it's just my perception of how some of these studios, even DC itself, has treated DC animation over the past couple of years and decade or so. And I'm hoping James Gunn can rectify that when it comes to Creature Commandos, I think there's a lot of potential for this to be a really fun animated series, but I don't think it will go much beyond just being really fun. And I don't see this movie being a staple in my DC watching heart, I guess you could say. But for me, it does come in 10 10th place because it's also the one I know the least about, even though it's the furthest in production. I know not much about the team. And to me, it just seems like a few other things we've seen before. And the fact that they're not going to be Adapting it fully and it might not even bring on like the unique Nazis aspect that Makes me less interested in having less of the monsters like what we've seen in the Promo art itself to me is concerning and again makes me a bit less interested to see this But once they do fully announce it once we get a trailer I'm assuming this will be a hard R adult series once we do get a trailer This might manage to win me over a bit more number nine for me is Waller now you might be thinking you didn't you love Peacemaker season one? I did. Don't you love James Gunn and what he's done for the DC universe so far? I absolutely do. I'm also a big fan of Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, but she is not the character from the little gunverse we even had in the DCU of the Suicide Squad characters that I wanted a spin-off from. I personally wanted to see a spin-off of Bloodsport, maybe even a Rick Flag prequel, a Harley Quinn live action series. Amanda Waller is not that character, but this will be a spinoff from Peacemaker Season 1. But the thing here is that it's actually not actually being written by James Gunn. It's being written by Crystal Henry and then, I believe, executive produced by Jeremy Carver. So, it does have a different creative team than Peacemaker. Obviously, Gunn probably mapped out at least a bit of the story. But I think the thing here is just it is involving Team Peacemaker, but I'm assuming we might not have Peacemaker himself. So, it's kind of... Bring It's kind of a Peacemaker Season 1.5 without some of the main heart of that show, which I think is a weird choice. I would have just rathered Waller be a bit of a big subplot in Peacemaker Season 2. And while you're always going to get the complaints about this belongs in a different show, I personally think it would have been a better approach because I don't really see what they set up at the end of Peacemaker Season 1 being that interesting with the set of characters we have. I don't think Amanda Waller and Task Force 6 is integrated enough into the DC universe where so we can bring in stuff like Argus like a lot deeper in or even, you know, some government agencies and also some of the bigger heroes that are a bit more underground and have connections to this, like Batman. We're not far enough there yet to the point where we can bring those in and make this higher stake, make this have higher stakes and be a lot more compelling. But I am excited to see what they do with Amanda Waller's character to make her more of a mainstay and one the general audiences recognize more, but also how they're gonna advance her character and actually make her a character instead of someone who just yells at a screen uh, threatening to blow people's heads off and I think that this show will absolutely do that but for me the story they set up of Task Force X being outed that is really the only way you can do an Amanda Waller series but I don't I'm nowhere near as interested in this as I am in the top eight and the only reason I'm sounding as negative on the bottom two as I am because I am trying to I am I am trying to justify why those are lower then my top eight. I'm excited for all of these projects. I cannot wait to see Creature Commandos day one it comes out, but I'm trying my best to justify why these are in the order they are. But Coming into my number eight is The Authority. Now, the only reason that this is a bit lower and not as high as maybe it would be if I knew exactly what their approach was going to be is that I do think there are elements of this team that I would have rather seen somewhere else a bit earlier. The Authority, in many ways, is a bit of a I would say, B-rate Justice League that's trying to do what they're doing but in a more the ends justify the means kind of way in that they are willing to make huge sacrifices and just let like tons of people die to get to the point where they think the world will be better off. They are definitely a set of anti-heroes and almost feels like a group, a team of Punishers if Punisher was more big-minded in his scope and thinking. And I'm really curious to see how he brings it into a feature film, which I also think was an interesting choice. But I do really like that they're bringing in Wildstorm characters. And they're bringing in more characters from another side of DC. And I hope they also go into the Vertigo side of DC and maybe adapt a real why The Last Man into DC Elseworlds. I have tons of ideas about where they could go with that. When it comes to the authority itself, this is a team that has a bunch of characters I really do enjoy. There are a lot of play on of Justice League characters, especially Batman and Superman. And I even like the uniqueness of how those two characters connect with each other. And also, I think there's a lot of fun character dynamics to be had. Gunn did mention this was his passion project, so I'm assuming there's gonna be a lot of heart poured into this. And again, I'm sure this will be a ton of fun, but again, the reason why this is a bit lower is because I feel like the authority is something we've seen before in some ways with the Suicide Squad. And it seems like we've had a bit too many of these ragtag group of hero T-movies over the past couple of years. But the main difference with the authority, and that's what puts it up, I think Creature Commandos, which will have more of the Suicide Squad feel, is that these guys do decide for themselves and don't listen to government advice in terms of what they're going to do. While something like the Suicide Squad is obviously controlled by Amanda Waller. And that does raise my interest a bit. But I will say, once we see a trailer for this movie, I think this could easily move up like three spots. Number 7, Paradise Lost. This is going to be an HBO Max series that's going to be a Game of Thrones style drama set on Themyscira and takes place before the event of the Wonder Woman film. She will not be in this show and it will be a heavily political intrigue, learning the origins of Themyscira and how this group of island of women came about and how does that happen. And the beautiful and ugly truths that come with that, in the words of Peter Safran. And I think when it comes to this show, the more I've read into what they're saying about it, and the more I've heard people talk about it, the more I'm becoming interested in it. Initially, I had this below the authority, but I think what makes it interesting is the fact that it is something very unique for the comic book genre now. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I think from what I've heard about that show and what could be the feel of this show, it could be like the most most HBO feeling of. Um, this DC universe is being built by Gunn and Safran. On the one hand, I do wish they incorporated Wonder Woman as the main character, as the central figure, and she's kind of just experiencing the crossfire from all sides of her, in terms of what's going on between the main rulers of Amazon. And I think, and I think that could be interesting, but at the same time, in terms of the Amazonians, but I do think, I do think that this approach allows them to be a bit more free with their storytelling and have higher stakes which is something that I've heard Game of Thrones is very comfortable having and I think that might be the approach in this case and again just the main thing is just how different this feels from the rest of the DCU this could potentially be the best thing they have lined up if it reaches the quality of a lot of people say the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones and I'm really curious to see how this does to recreate that tone but obviously not be as hard edge And number six for me is going to be Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Now, I'm aware that I do have this all placed a lot higher than most people when they rank these projects in order of their anticipation. But for me, the main thing that interests me is the little synopsis they gave of this movie being based off the Tom King miniseries that came out just last year. I am looking to read that. And it sounds really interesting And that this is going to be a movie that very much shows the opposite and very much is made in contrast to James Gunn's written Superman movie that I'll be talking about much later in this list and that is a kid a 14 year old teenager who grew up the first 14 years of her life seeing the people around her die living on this broken rock off Krypton as the planet destroys itself and I love that dark take on the character and people don't actually understand that Supergirl has had a lot of different interpretations. They don't understand that she's actually a very interesting character and isn't just the female reverse of Superman. And I think this movie will show people that. And I think this movie has a lot of potential. It's going to be darker than I think people are expecting. And when it comes to a show like Paradise Lost, I do think part of my lower enthusiasm, and even Waller and The Authority and Creature Manos is that there isn't one big standout DC character that for me is pulling the movie or show that gets me more excited. This movie does actually have a great DC character at its center to make me more invested in getting excited for this movie. And this is why I think Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is higher for me. And I understand I'm a bit more of a classic DC fan. I I gravitate a lot more towards books and shows and movies with characters that I already love and kind of the bigger ones, but also maybe lesser known ones. But again, I like when we have that one character to really lead a movie or a show, and I like that we have Supergirl getting her own movie and hopefully swaying people's opinion on the character away from what the show has created, and I think this movie really has potential to do, it, but it's more the setup that seems absolutely fascinating to me. I'm extremely excited for this movie, a lot more than I thought I would be for a Supergirl movie. Number five, Swamp Thing. Now, when it comes to Swamp Thing as a character, I don't think I'm quite as in the loop on him as I feel like I should be in terms of knowing a lot about its origin. I do know elements of its origin. I've read a little bit of it, not as much as even characters like Supergirl or a few others on this list, but this film sounds fantastic to me. A DC horror movie that will close out the first part of this first chapter of this new DCU, but a potentially more importantly, be kind of teetering the line between being in and out of the DCU, but interacting with people in the DCU, but being in a very different side of it. James Gunn has said that this is going to be based off the Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing. inspired by that because he didn't mention that in the Twitter post just a couple of hours ago. That's one of the most celebrated comic book story runs of all time. Definitely one of the most celebrated ones ever by DC Comics. And the fact that we're drawing from such great source material such as that and has such a rich history, I think, is a very good sign. And more importantly, just having a horror movie in the DC DCU that's not going to be afraid to go very adult very edgy and just tell a story about this incredible character that has many thematically rich and very very horrifying elements I love that we're stretching the DCU as far as it is with this particular movie I'm actually surprised they're doing the movie and I do think it's a better decision because I don't think Swamp Thing led himself very well to a series in my personal opinion and, obviously, we have to talk about James Mangold. This is the only DC movie, DCU movie, we currently have a director attached to. James Mangold is one of the best directors right now. He's putting out Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny later this year. And his name, on, his name only moves this up a few spots for me, personally. Number four, Booster Gold. One of my personal favorite DC characters of all time and one of the most underrated DC characters of all time. One of the most cult-followed and loved DC Comics characters of all time is finally getting introduced to the general audience. And I cannot wait for this show. I love this character. I think he's deserved the big screen or small screen for a very long time. And just having a James Gunn-created universe for this character, I actually think this series would be kind of a bit of a spiritual sequel to Peacemaker. It probably won't be as far into the adult section. I do hope this show is a little more contained and, a, and for a more wider audience because I think this will appeal to a lot of people. I have tons of people who I think would be great in this role and I'm considering making a fan cast episode because I'm really excited about the potential actors that I have in mind for some of these characters. I love this character. He's so much fun. He's one of the most entertaining lovable characters in the whole DCU, even though he starts off not doing the right thing, but I love the character growth this character has. I love his interactions with Blue Beetle. And I'm actually a bit disappointed we're not getting a team up between them two. But just even the setup for the show, which is really the setup for the character and his origin of this person from the 25th century who is kind of a failed football player because of his gambling and what happened with his family member, which in itself is already a relatable element. But then getting a job at the Metropolis Museum and then discovering this time machine and using standard future technology to really impress people in the 20th century or I guess not 21st century if we're going to set it in modern day I think just sounds like a blast I'm sure this will be an extremely funny show and just the concept itself I've already described to so many people and they just love the way it sounds and I'm just so glad this amazing character is finally getting introduced to more people and that's why for me Booster Gold this series comes in at number four. Kicking off my top three is The Brave and the Bold the introduction of the DCU's Batman with a Robin. And obviously, if you guys know me, you know that Batman is my favorite superhero of all time. He is maybe my favorite fictional character of all time. But we've had a lot of interpretations of Batman. And I'm excited for a few other characters to finally get their due. And I'll talk about that with my number two and my number one. But the brave and the bold still is Batman. And more importantly, we're finally getting the Bat family and Robin in live action. This is going to be drawing inspiration from the Grant Morrison run of Batman, which I think is a very solid run on the character. But my favorite part of that run is the way they introduced Damian Wayne and the pull between Talia al Ghul and Bruce Wayne in terms of Damian and who he decides to continue his life with being nine to 10 years old. And I'm so happy that we're finally getting a Robin. More importantly, I do think Damian is the one that as a Robin, lends himself the most well to live action because he is, a murderous assassin, assassin which is why james gunn called him his favorite robin and i'm assuming they will age him up a little bit but i think he's a robin you can most buy as a kid in live action i hope they get a good actor to play him and he really needs that and i just love that james gunn and Peter have also said that the bat family have been shafted in the main um dc films and batman films for a long time and it's so wonderful that they're finally getting heard they i think we're gonna get dick grayson as Nightwing, obviously, Red Hood and Red Robin, Tim Drake. I think all of them, maybe even Batgirl and Huntress and probably also Catwoman, all those characters. And this is going to be such, I think, or, or an already complete Bat family of characters. That's going to be great. I can't wait to see who they cast as the new Batman. And just the storyline itself from the comics has so much potential to be this long, sprawling epic. I'm really curious to see how closely they stick to that. But also... The big twist and turn the run, take, the run takes, whether they incorporate that into the main storyline. And I have to say especially that a lot of people have mentioned that they don't like that there's two Batman film franchises running at the same time. But personally for me, I think the character has enough storylines, enough that you can do with him, that I think it's great that we have two at the same time because we can have such vastly different interpretations. And I do hope this one does make room the more fantastic characters like Clayface, like Mr. Freeze, like Poison Ivy. And that's the potential I see in James Gunn's Batman. Number two, Lanterns. My most anticipated TV series that they'll be putting out on HBO Max. Green Lantern is another character who has really not had his due in terms of the general audience and the movies and shows that he's appeared in. The Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie is better left without anyone talking about it. But finding such a great mix of having Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, some easily the two most iconic Lanterns of all time, not any of my favorite, not, none of them are my personal favorite, but I love both of the characters, and Hal Jordan especially, I think, should really get his fix in the general. I think Jon Stewart is a bit better viewed by people who don't read comics because of the Justice League and Unlimited series, which is fantastic animated show, make sure to go watch it. But I'm so glad that they're bringing both of them to tell this true detective style mystery that is going to have vast implications for the long-running storyline that James Gunn, Peter Safford, and their writers room have created for this universe. I think we'll be heavily involved into the in dark side. I think we'll actually incorporate elements of what we saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I think had a lot of potential, and I think the anti-life equation. I have a lot of theories about what they're doing with this show, but I think the fact that it is not going to be a space opera, but instead be a more of a detective storyline where these lanterns are watching over Precinct Earth, which is what they've been assigned to, and uncovering this mystery. And I again have already so many fan casts about who I think should play these characters. It's the tone, the genre they decided to go for, HBO, these characters that have really bumped this one up and up up the list. I've always wanted to see a Green Lantern series. Was never really the biggest fan of the idea of having Greg Berlanti produce it because I think he's done a bit too much for this DC universe that his side of things is really getting old. I'm so glad that they've scrapped that and moved into this instead. Cannot wait for this show. But coming in at my number one is Superman Legacy. I love Superman. I love this character so much and I've I'm so I've been so sad to see how this character's been treated in terms of films, how Henry Cavill was treated, how he's bounced around not knowing whether he was still Superman, then finally getting his return, and then we had new leadership who wanted to do something else with the character. But I honestly have really no negative feelings toward this movie. It's just to me, a James Gunn-written Superman movie about the heart of that character, inspired by all-star Superman, telling the early parts of his Superman career, balancing being a, um, a Daily Planet reporter and being a Kryptonian and his life in Metropolis and being about a man who really does represent kindness and hope to me the potential of that just gives me absolute like chills to the core again superman is such an amazing character and it's not even just that he's been tainted in terms of how he's been thrown around and in and out of the movies and not having a solo movie for over a decade it's also that i think the view the Popular view on this character has dramatically changed in the wrong way over the past decade, and that now everyone thinks Superman is boring. He doesn't, he, he's too old fashioned. And to me, that's exactly why this movie needs to be good. And to me, I just have all the faith it will be good because James Gunn is writing. I am pretty confident that he will end up directing, and I think it's a great way to set the tone and quality level for how these movies should be and try to aim for. Cannot wait for this movie. Again, I have so many ideas of who I think should play Superman, and I can't wait to share that in the coming weeks. I love that we're getting this younger Superman and getting him to be a Daily Bugle report. And To me, if I had the option between getting this movie and an Henry Cavill movie that went in more the Zack Snyder direction and less of the hopeful Superman, I'm actually taking the option I have now because to me, I think this is what Superman needs to be going forward and kind of reestablish after. Zack Snyder's Omni-Man take on Superman that we had with the DCEU and I think we need to move back to what makes what made Superman special what made him a character that had such standing power that he lasts he's lasted for now over 80 years in pop culture and there's a reason for that and I think this movie needs to reestablish that and I think it will I think this will probably be the I think the movie that I think the most people connect with the most in this universe because again James Gunzel said this is a four-quadrant movie, that a movie that everyone can enjoy. It's not gonna be niche. And again, that's what Superman needs to be going. Everything they've said about the script being written for this movie seems like exactly what I think this movie should be. I cannot wait. This is easily my number one. I honestly didn't even really have to think about that and you know how much I love Batman. But Superman Legacy is my number one. With that said, that does take us to the end of this ranking. I would love to know what your most anticipated DCU chapter one film or show is. So make sure to let me that. Let me know by sending me a voice message over on Anchor. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.